Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, super much more better. Promptly at 8.30, we jump on to record. Ahoy! Ahoy! <laughs> what's uh what's new oh you know a lot really some being off in summer will do that to you You're just like well i'm uh yep that's what it <laughs> that happened that was <laughs> uh been in my notebook today, so I gotta sit down and I have to make an entry for this. <coughs> Ew. Look at that. Being all fancy schmancy. No, I just gotta... I don't spend... Any, I, I, there's a weird period in this transition period, moving away from my jobby job into whatever it is that I do now, like, where I was spending a lot of time at my desk. Like, I was just constantly at my desk. And now, I'm basically never here. And so every time I sit down, I'm like, when? It's like, blowing the dust off of my notebook like like Gandalf yeah. being like i have no memory of this place like what right is all this in here writings and the weird language that i don't understand it's like because oh, <laughs> those are my notes from 3 a.m yesterday like i got it <laughs> yeah. so uh coach funk has joined us welcome ahoy aaron hello welcome howdy 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 What's, uh, sorry, sorry for my absence last night. I do apologize. It's all right. We talked. Maybe it's just because I missed you, but you sound great today. You do. You sound really <laughs> very present. Very like ka-chow. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm feeling way more bueno uh, than what I did the last few weeks. Um, so I've I've been out interviewing with places for as far as coaching duties. Um, I did a very nice private school Monday. Um, I did a very nice uh, public school today, and then I'm at a, a interview tomorrow morning, and then I um, interview uh, crap. Uh, where's my list? Uh, Monday morning, <laughs> uh, another place. So it's wow. Um, Dang, yeah, it, Aaron too time, is using his notebook to the fullest. <laughs> yeah, this this time huh. last year, I you know barely get a phone call from anybody. It's it's weird to think how how much a, a piece of paper uh, does for you um, as far as like teaching certification. Because, it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, this time this time last year, people were like, oh, you certified? No, and I'm like, dude, just give me a chance. And so the fact that like I have all my ducks in a row and like the fact that I have, which kind of took me by surprise. Cause I wasn't necessarily expecting like a lot of like big schools to call me because I was like, Oh, I'll stick with like the, the small school kind of thing. But no, I, I have like in Oklahoma, they're um, the same thing with Missouri. They're ranked from like, we're so big in Oklahoma. We have six a and six a two, which is like, Oh, uh, the the jinx, the unions, the places that look like colleges, and yeah, we go ones. all the way. To, yeah, we all go all the way down to like itty bitty places like class uh, A, B, and C, and C being like uh, uber super tiny. So the fact that I have schools of the caliber of like 
6A, 5A, like reaching out to me, like, hey, we like what your we like what your resume got. You want to come in? Like, um, yes, <laughs> yes, please. Um, and actually getting a chance to interview for like head coaching jobs, which again would have never uh, transpired, you know, uh, like this time last year. But people are like, dude, you bring a lot to the table. Uh, we like what you have to offer. And like, we'll, we'll just, let's keep you in touch. I'm like, okay. Um, it's, it's way different than people like, Oh, I'm actually wanted. Mm, Okay. Um, so that's actually really nice. Um, and so I, I have been extremely busy. Um, I, I I do apologize. I've literally been all over the place. Um, I applied for a lot of these jobs Saturday night, Sunday, and like Sunday, like my phone was just blowing up and um, people reaching out to me. And then last night um, we had Shelby's uh, brother. It's my soon to be brother-in-law um, birthday. And then we got home. I was chilling. I was like, all right, we're going to do this. And then, like, hey, coach, what are you doing? Um, it is eight o'clock at night. Um, nothing, coach. What are you doing? It's like, oh, man, I just got your stuff. Really wanted to see, see what you're about. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, hello. Not expecting this, so they, we just chatted forever. So I, yeah, I just wanted to try to make like, a good first impression. No, yeah, no, that's for sure. That's just crazy that they called you like that late. Like, yo, what's up? Like, uh, uh what? Okay, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, uh, getting ready for bed. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what are you guys doing? And like, yeah. hey man, I saw, I saw your stuff, and I just want to pick your brain for a little bit. And I was like, ah, uh, brain, yeah, okay. So that, well, that, if you if you really want to pick my brain, you can listen to the Oh Brother podcast, uh, available on oh, all podcasters. I don't, I don't know if we'll turn that on to future employee, employers. Uh, That's true. Just hear like I'll see your oldest brother just like complaining a lot. Like, yeah, he does that. It's fine. Uh, don't go. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Do a quick Google sorry, search for Aaron and see if this podcast comes. Uh, up. I think you're safe. It's not on the first page. You are good. Although, as we learned, as I learned. <clears throat> Uh, if you Google Funkhauser Brothers podcast, first hit. Just saying. Oh no way! Yeah, some of my kids accidentally found it. It's fine. Don't worry about so, it. <laughs> yeah. So I've um, and plus trying to still balance out my my current employer. Yeah. Um, I, I I won't go into full details, but a little disgruntled of why I'm doing this, and I know with coaching. You know, you always kind of have to like get your name out there because I was in, I, I applied at a place. I'm like, there's no way they're going to call me. They're like, hey, we know this guy that you worked with and we called him and he really likes you. So we want to bring you in. You're like, oh, oh. Uh, well, <laughs> that, was, that was a shot in the dark. Um, and so it's like, I mean, I was just applying just to have my name out there and just to interview with places. And like a lot of these places, you know, go that far out. And, you know, as as the situation with my school is currently going, I'm just like, I mean, I'm not really complaining right now because I can actually, you know, go do something with this. And, you know, like I said, the situation is just not really panning out the way that I I want it and the way that, you know, it, it was supposed to be. And um, I, I'm, I can now go to my school. I'm like, hey, look, I actually have people who are truly interested in me and they don't. You know, they actually see value in what I have to offer. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Or you know, you know, I, I've never been good at like with haggle, not haggling, but like, um, 
what's it called? Like negotiating. Yeah. yeah, negotiating. But like, look, all these people think that I have head coaching opportunity or ability. Are you going to match it? Because I'm, I'm just too nice. And so I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So <clears throat> that's kind of where I'm, I'm currently standing in that situation. So that it's, it's nice. It's, it's kind of, you know, be able to talk to people who actually, you know, think I'm worth something. I'm like, Oh, you really like me. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's truly um an incredible feeling to have especially with like everything that i've had to go through to get to this point in time but yeah i'm just just literally all over the place uh but all the places that i have um also applied are either are way less than an hour so uh, hey also great <laughs> yeah so Look there there that. is there is one place that is um an hour ish um, but it is a pretty decent head coaching position. And so I'm like, eh, it's worth it. So, um, but everything else is like in the Tulsa area. So I'm just like, oh, let's go. Let's go. And everyone's like, so you drive an hour? And I'm like, um, that is correct. Yeah. Like, do you like it? Um, no, I do not. It is not very bueno. Uh, so if we could alleviate me driving an hour. That'd be super much more better. Um, and a lot of schools are like, Hey, hey we'll, we'll get you taken care of if we, if we approve you, I'm like, thank you. So that's a, that's another big bonus to have. So yeah, I've been, I've been very busy this week and I have to get up even earlier tomorrow to go, um, speak to another school. So yeah, it's, 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 it's going. Dang. Nice. Yeah. Well, excited to hear how that goes. What is the, what is the, um, when you ask, what's the timeline that they're looking to hire for these positions? Is it a couple weeks out? Is it like immediately? So, um, a lot. So a lot of the bigger schools, a lot of the um, HR typically moves a little bit slower than because um, I, I you know, with a smaller school when like this, the superintendent and the office person is literally like the like main person who does everything. So. Like that kind of timeline changes uh, with one of the schools that I applied for. Um, they're like, look, it's going to take like a few weeks to get everything like pushed through because since it is a private school, everything does go through the church. Um, and he's like, I'm not going to lie. It might, it might be a little bit, but a lot of the, the places like the place I talked to today, they're like, Hey, we're going to give you a call tomorrow or like um, maybe the day, maybe the day after, but you, you will hear from us in some way, shape or form um this week um oh, wow. on a, on a on a decision i'm like oh okay um because today i i interviewed and i guess i just did a very good job like impressing people because i was just there to talk to the football coach and he's like dude like this whole time i've been hyping you up to uh to our admin and they're like yeah we want to meet him like right now so it's like we got to go to the other building i'm like uh okay um cool so we had to go over there and I met with the super and then he was like, Oh, by the way, our, our AD's here. And then there's like, Oh, the, the building principal is here. And then this person wants to talk to you. And I was like, at, at one point in time, I was sitting in a room with um, six different like administration people. And they were just like all like sitting around me and they're like, Oh, okay. And yeah, it, it was, it was pretty wild. Like I was, I've never been, I've interviewed for head coaching job that had like, 12 people on a like a committee panel and that was the job that like when i first got into teaching i just applied for just see what happens and they're like yeah we have a head baseball job and we're a 6a school and i'm like 
Oh, I thought you were the littler school. Um, I, I'm just, I'm a child. I've just got out of college. So <laughs> whoops. So that, that was a pretty, um, interesting experience, but yes. Um, I know with the place to talk today, yeah, they're going to try to reach out to tomorrow or coming up or whatever. And then depends on some of the other schools. So I know the smaller schools, they're like, uh, yeah, we're probably going to offer you the job like now. So I just, wow. I, it, it's interesting to, to say like actually getting a chance to pick from places because I never had that option. It was always like, Hey, how about this job? And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Uh, now I actually have like, like the ability to pick where I would like to go um, for my future. It's like, Oh, I never been in this situation before. Okay. Uh, kind of neat. So yeah, that's, that's what been, that's, that's what I have been, <laughs> been dealing with all uh, this past week. So. Nice. Busy guy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Indeed. Very yeah. exciting. Nice there, man. <clears throat> Well, yeah, I'm excited to see what what comes of that then. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's it's definitely because I, I thought I was always really good at at interviewing. Um, granted, like I've never truly truly interviewed for like a head coaching job, but some of the questions that I've had to pick up and kind of learn, and just like, oh, I would never have thought to ask that. And then when I say things, or when I ask a question, or when people ask me a question, I give them a certain answer. They're like, oh, well, you never got that answer before. Oh, I'm killing it. Oh, it's right. You have it. Like, Blam. I'll say something like super nerdy, and I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, no, we like it. I'm like, oh, thank you. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, it, it is because, you know, typical interviews are like, oh, so tell me about your blah, 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 blah. And like, you give an answer, and it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. blah. But they're like, um, and especially like the first, like the first few interviews I've had. Like it's just been like with a head coach. And so I I dressed up and then I show up and they're wearing like gym shorts and a t-shirt. And I was like, ah, um, <laughs> might've went a little ham for this. And then we like, we, we better to overdress, you know, it's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> right. we, we spent a good like time, like talking about everything, but the reason we're there. And then like, then we get into kind of the situation. And like, when you give, you know, I'm always ready for like, oh, so what are you going to do to change a program? I got my answer ready, but they never ask it. And I'm like, do, do you want to ask me how I change a program? They're like, no, I think we got a good feel for you. And I'm like, ah, ah. all right, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's, uh, I get, I get all hyped for that. And they're like, oh no, we, we, we like you. I was like, ah, okay. So that's, that's another interesting thing that I get to get to deal with. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's been a very interesting week for me so far. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Good. Well, uh, we have convened for the um, uh, challenge. I don't know challenge. Um, preparing for angry letters for this episode. Um, for yeah, our third week. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's fine to just do air this all out there and have Brandon. Uh, kick us off with uh, with the topic that you've been kind of kind of keeping there. Yeah, so I have many thoughts. And I'm going to try to figure this out, but I watched the Wheel of Time on Amazon. Before we start, Aaron, have you are you familiar with this at all? Because I will state that before I watched it, I knew 
absolutely zero about the Wheel of Time. I have never heard of it. All right. So when you, when you said that in the text message the other day, I was like, like, what kind of Wheel of Fortune game are we talking about? <laughs> so apparently that is not it. Yeah, I had no idea. Right. Apparently, it is a beloved fantasy book series. Beloved. Yeah. Beloved. Right, like fervent, angry. Ah, no, no, we don't don't mischaracterize people here. Some of them are angry. There we go. Thank you. They right, saved it right there. <laughs> Not all. Not all. You know, no, no, no. But no. like a very <laughs> the hardcore fan base, apparently. Right, very, and that and passionate it, group of people. And it's a weird. It's weird because I'm like Aaron. I did not even really know that this book existed. Books, uh, apparently, there's 14 books. What? 14 yeah. Huge. Yo, what? What? Are, what? Yes. What is happening here? Yeah, exactly. I didn't know this either. Yeah. And so sure. to discover that there was this like mega <laughs> fan base for something that I didn't know existed. Well, number one, they're mad at me already because I didn't know about it. Good job. Blam. <laughs> so I wanted to watch this. Mostly because I wanted to see what Amazon would do with a giant fantasy series. Because I do want to watch the Lord of the Rings one. Right? Because I'm yes, like I'm like a basic nerd, I guess. I'm not nerdy enough uh, for the Wheel of Time people. Like, I'm not cool. They're like, oh, you only like Lord of the Rings. What a loser. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to see what it would look like. And kind of what to expect. Right? Uh, and it it's like fine, I guess. That's kind of what I got out of it, right? <laughs> so, like, I, just within the first episode, I'm watching the show. There's eight episodes, by the way. They're about an hour ish each, <clears throat> and I'm watching this, and my fantasy trope bingo card is just like filling up, like so fast. Right. Like it's got all the stuff that you're going to want. Right. Uh, Dark Lord. Boom. Got it. Chosen one. Boom. Got it. Like reluctant hero. Boom. There it Times is. Right. Five. <laughs> Times five. Right. It's that's just- true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Times five. Right. Uh, weird one of the weird fantasy ones that gets me a lot of times is like this civilization that stays the same for thousands of years. Right? Like literally nothing happens. It's just like culturally stagnant civilization. <laughs> right? Check. Uh, random friend drama. Check. That's kind of like a specific to Harry Potter thing, but like double check. Like just like all of a sudden one guy being a jerk like yep checkmate man it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah so go ahead no no colin also watched this apparently surprising me okay so here's what happened okay so <clears throat> the last time we recorded who knows when that was we may never know yeah um, no who when knows we got done recording i sat down and i went you know what i need to finish this first episode and then I finished the first episode and I went, well, I've got a little bit more time. I will go ahead and finish the second episode. And then I finished the second episode and I went, I should probably just get in one more. Cause it's not good. And anyway, I ended up watching all eight within 
not okay. It was, it was an embarrassingly <coughs> short amount of time. Um, and then I went and I listened to, I <laughs> found uh, a couple of the recap podcasts that were coming out whenever this was released in the fall. And I listened to the first episode of three of these. And then I listened to the last episode where they kind of did a recap of the entire of their impressions over everything yeah. to kind of get a sense of other people's perceptions of this. And I had actually, I actually have heard of wheel of time. It was always in the periphery of the nerd, in the nerd genre of things that a lot of people were passionate about, but was always totally and utterly um, repulsed by the number of books. It's kind of like whenever I'm like, Oh, I'd like to get into anime. And then I'm like, Nope, I'm not watching 3000 episodes. Whatever. <laughs> one, one piece. Yeah, looking at you, like, One Piece. Yeah, because even 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 the manga is like, oh, this is book fifty out of five hundred in, in the first like <laughs> yeah. series, and you're like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, and yeah. you can't find the first hundred anymore or whatever. Anyway, yes. so, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> they're not even all available for you to do things. <laughs> that's with. true. That's the worst. So, so angry. So uh, I have. I know, it's been on the periphery. I've, I've heard people talk about it, and I I knew. Um, Amazon was making this. Um, I, whenever they bought the rights to this material, it came across a bunch of the podcasts that I listened to, kind of the nerd culture world, and they were all really, really excited about it. Um, but I, I didn't, wasn't going to watch it or anything. And so, yeah, I, I dove in and I figured I need to just go ahead and consume all of it, and I did. And that's where I stand. All right. So, did you consume all of it by because you found it? interesting or just because you're like well i might as well so i can talk more about it yeah so i um i i don't really know how how you really want to want to steer this uh yeah this is gonna be a difficult one i'm gonna talk about like the show itself first just kind of like general thoughts on the show general thoughts on the show um i made it 15 minutes into this we discussed last time and i stopped um there is so much exposition in this show constantly all the time with things that I felt weren't necessary. The first 15, maybe 20 minutes of the first episode is a slog to get through. And apparently the prologue of the book is like extremely long and laborious to get through. And that wasn't even covered in these episodes. So I don't know <laughs> where oh, good. that information went. But all that to say, um, I, I kept watching to see how it ended. Um, I wanted to see what the resolution was and obviously knowing that there are going to be multiple multiple seasons season yeah. two is season two is already in production um and so i i knew that i wasn't going to get everything resolved but i just wanted to see how it ended um and then i i was like by episode five i was kind of hate watching it and then um, the last episode just had me really frustrated. So um, I, but I had, I'd come that far and I needed to finish. <laughs> I kind of did that too, right? I would watch one and be like, oh, I, like, I want to see what happens, but like, not right now. <laughs> like, awesome. you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I need to watch it later. And again, I think part of it's the pacing. It just feels wrong sometimes well, so because like was- so many episodes, like, you'll have the episode like nothing really gets resolved within an episode no right you have to like wait for like two episodes afterwards the first episode and even into the second episode 
Aaron, there's some broader discussion here of just like pacing and stuff. So we're going to talk about some specific things I think about the top about this genre, about this uh, thing. But well, and the fantasy genre at large, because genre, yeah. yeah. Yes. But okay. this one specifically, there were some major problems with pacing and and continuity of concepts really took me out of this world constantly, constantly. <laughs> and the first big one was the Trollocs who were chasing them for no reason, and then they just became a non-issue. Until they were back. Until they right. were back. Apparently, Aaron, the Trollocs, imagine Urukai, but like not as cool. From Doctor yeah. Who, I felt like I was watching a Doctor Who episode with how bad the costuming was and Aww. how cheesy it was. Okay. All right. Okay, so t- time out real quick. Is this, so when you say fantasy, are we talking like uh, as extreme as like the Dark Crystal fantasy, or are we talking about like lord of the rings kind of fantasy it's like, sort what, of like what's the vibe it's in lord of the rings genre of fantasy right yeah. it's very high fantasy there's magic there's like mysticism right there's yeah, like monsters esque so it's like moderately realistic or is it like kind of that like oh no this is a high elf it's super real. high well it's very high fantasy right okay, it's gotcha. it's very high fantasy i would classify yeah, it as because there's like magic and demon monster things and like different like races ogres and stuff right like and apparently there's different races of people but they just sort of like mention them they don't really tell you anything about it so so frustrating how how they spend just eons with exposition on some things and they just throw out an entire race of redheads that lives to the north and they're just like anyway (laughs) it's like oh my gosh i just yeah that that that's that comes into that pacing where the number okay. of things that just like in and out and we're moving and blah, blah. blah and you're like, why did now, we not spend more time on that? The one thing that we might get back to in a minute, that's going to make people mad at me. is like, instead of like very Western European based high fantasy, right? Like mm-hmm. Witcher, right? Yeah. I was about to ask is like, if we kind of talk Witcher esque or what are we? Thinking? It's so, kind of on. like that. Right. Except for there is a lot more like Eastern philosophy concepts in this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. So like, they will be like the wheel of time, right? As a whole, is kind of like Hinduism. It's very right? re- reincarnation, right? Thrones yeah, of like lives being woven together. Yeah, your soul will cut. Your soul gets taken by the wheel right when you die, and then like yeah. you can be, you can come back in a new life. Right, the ah. wheel. They they say like the wheel spits you back out or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> and so there's okay. it's cyclical. So they they have stolen some like Buddhism in Hindu concepts, um, which is kind of where their mythology is based on that instead yeah. of like a Western European vibe. Okay. <clears throat> it's very Eastern, which is like why some of the costuming bothers me because it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, here they're dressed like this, but this dude just got a katana for some reason. You're like, what? Ah. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, gotcha. I don't understand. And, like, and yeah, you know, it was visually this was hard to track because nothing felt very cohesive as a yeah. world of yeah. Started to go. It felt this had a ninety million dollar budget to put together. Um, I don't know, I don't know where that some of that. The, you know where the money didn't go. All right, here's the first major thing I'm going to give out about okay. the thing that drove me crazy. The costuming is so annoying. <laughs> that was the first. <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. It, everything just come across. We've talked about this in the context. I was, I was, I was thinking about this as I was watching about the world building and everything. 
And I just could never be convinced of this world based off of visually how it looked. Well, number one is whatever like filter they slapped on at the end. Like it looks like everything looks like really pristine all the time. Not all the time. And that's what drove me crazy. Right. The costuming specifically, because like everybody is always wearing clean clothes. Always. What What is the show called again? A wheel of time. All right, hold on. I'm going to go quick Google search. Yeah, do some some screenshots of this thing, right? <laughs> Look at the the costuming is a little confused, right? The, uh, we're not going to talk about the style and the influences that come from like literally everywhere and nowhere all at once. And they're like exotic. Oh, this is basically just India, right? Like they uh-huh. <laughs> they lean into that Eastern vibe pretty hardcore. But the <clears throat> which is fine. I don't care. You know, whatever. But uh, the thing that got me is everybody's clothes are always clean. No matter what, right? There's one part where they are, they have specifically been traveling for one month. It says on one the subtitle, month. one, one month, month later. Later, I felt very SpongeBob asked, one <clears throat> month later. And, <laughs> and the dude's clothes, your main boy, what, Rand or whatever? Rand. Uh, his clothes are spotless. He's been on the road through like barren high plains for like a month. And he's fine. Perfect. His hair is perfect. He's not dirty at all. Nobody's. His like green cloak is just like pristine, right? It's everything looked like it was. Here is the your here's your outfit, and after every day of shooting, we're going to go and dry clean it, and it will be brought back to you the next day. Well, uh, it remind what it reminded me of was like Errol Flynn movies. Or like those movies from like the fifties, like Ivanhoe and whatever, like fifties yes. costuming movies where everything is just like perfectly clean all the time. So I'm, I'm just, definitely getting a um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe kind of vibe. Oh, here. that's a good. Oh, that yeah, Aaron, you nailed like, it. Oh, it's so clean. You're just like, yeah, yeah, but you just fought in a battle and you had like no blood on you. Exactly. Like, so that's, exactly, I, I looked at one screenshot and I was like, oh, okay, I see it now. Yeah, Sorry, go on. and it, that, apparently that—that's what the ninety million dollar budget bothers me—is because it looks like a cheap movie. It does, right? Like cheap fantasy movies look like this. Well, I think that's the part of the filter and the lighting, right? Like the okay, the lighting is not good. The lighting is is over. It's a lot of oversaturation. Yeah, it's oversaturated. That's that's a good. Yeah, it, it just feels weird. It feels like they didn't process this. And okay, so I will say in the it am I going to come to offensive to something here? But they were interrupted by like a global pandemic. Apparently. That's fair. Fair. Right. Where especially the back half of the episodes were really, really rushed through production. But at the same time, the first ones weren't and they kept the same look. And for as dark and broody as some of the scenes were supposed to be, like oh my gosh. they were still very like, Oh, this isn't a studio. I can tell like it's, because they didn't and and I think part of that too for me with how things were staged, nothing felt big, which is odd in this kind of epic. In a, in a fantasy genre. In a fantasy genre. No, like I'll just point to when they were in the White Tower, um, kind of later in the series, later when they when they do arrive. Spoiler alert, by the way, they make it to the White Tower. Man. Um, no one saw that coming. No. Who um <clears throat> It didn't feel big at all. Every room felt small and disconnected and very <laughs> modular. And you didn't get a sense of the grandeur of this city that was supposed to be like, 
apparently that city is supposed to be like the cream of the crop, like uber super best. Like a big, ever. like, yeah. yeah. Big and like the richest city ever. Like a um, King's Landing type situation, exactly. right? And like, But it just came across as, yep, everything's very white because you're in the White Tower. Congratulations. You made it. Um, to put this, uh, to put the budget into perspective, just so that you are aware, the uh, Lord of the Rings, the first movie of the Lord of Ring, Lord of the Rings, had a ninety-one million dollar budget for the first movie, which came out in two thousand and one, which is a hundred and fifty-two million dollars in today's dollars. That's um, a lot to make one movie. Um, and so the ninety million, obviously stretched across eight episodes, is you know it doesn't go as far but yeah no i mean that makes sense right like it time like like processing and stuff like you don't have anyway i i was just very confused by this by how pristine everything always looked even when people were supposed to be like suffering or sick or you know really going through stuff it was still like yeah but you're wearing the dry clean clothes that they gave you from previous from yesterday right there was it was hard for me to get into that. So yeah, the lighting and how things looked was very hard for me to get on board with from, from the, the get go. Like everything was just too nice and new. Like everything looked. Yeah. New. That's what I think that's what, because it doesn't look lived in at all. It's just like, yeah, I will say there's a difference here between like the, the, we've had this discussion before between the difference between star Trek and star Wars, but in Star yeah. Trek, the world is clean, right? Like, it is supposed to look kind of, uh, yeah, uh, you know, detached and like like a hospital ward and like because that's kind of the, how the technology has made living, right? Like, that's yeah, the way humanity looks now versus this, where it looks clean because they just didn't have the costuming or the, the costuming budget, budget, yeah, to to make it look dirty. <clears throat> and it was like one of those things. To thinking back, going. Would five more million dollars? Would have, I don't know. I don't know how you price this stuff. Yeah, you could could have got a at least for like hero clothing, right? Like you're yes. you could have had alternate costumes, right? Like a dirtier set, like uh-huh. even like as it. You know, I know like the way that you have to film something like this is like very out of sequence. I would imagine no. And so no, like, they filmed it all in sequence. Are you kidding filmed, me? No, yeah, no, no, no. They filmed all of this in sequence, which. <laughs> leads to a discussion about one of the it, well, we'll get to that later but no they filmed this in sequence really yes <clears throat> that doesn't feel right then because they should have some dirty clothing right like <laughs> I under, it's hard right because like i don't know enough about the world to be like ooh, magic right like maybe like maybe magical i don't know like <clears throat> it's really weird right like, i don't understand moraine the literally wears the same dress the entirety of the show like it's yeah. the same blue dress with the little shoulder pads every time it's like what's her traveling gear yes right it's her oh. thing she wears but again for a person that is literally it's it's stated that she hasn't been to the tower in two years no 20 oh she's is it 20 tra- well she's been yeah. traveling oh yeah going for 20 years <clears throat> this quest. but she hasn't been back the last time for like at least two years no you're right you're right yeah and like it's probably the same pair of clothes she just left with right it doesn't look she doesn't look like a road worn person she doesn't look like a traveler exactly you know what i mean yeah now there are some 
places where it would make sense, right? I would get back to things that are not explained at all. Like those white cloak people. The Inquisitors right? or the question? Yeah, the basically the Spanish Inquisition, right? Oh my that's God. the other thing. That's the other thing that this, like the laziness of some of the tropes in here. Like, yep, it's the Spanish Inquisition. They're just wearing white. We know, and, and we know nobody. And everybody expects, expected them. Yeah, <laughs> nobody expects the Inquisition. And I will say, but like they were like bad guys, I guess. But I don't really know what their deal is or I, why. Or so like, here's here's the thing. As much as I love that Amazon does this, when you pause it, right, it gives you those little extra factoids. I became compulsive about touching my this the little. I, I watched it on my laptop and then on my um, TV about touching either the, the a trackpad or pushing the up arrow to see, is there any more x-ray information here? On yeah. Amazon? Because uh, the, immediately when something new would pop on, I would go, I do not trust the people who are writing this to tell to me what, tell I me what that to is know this. about this. And <laughs> I was right a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple like, and I don't know if this is like, the television or the source material, but some of it is just like lazily something else that you recognize, like the Spanish inquisition people or like the weird, like the way of the leaf people. It's clearly just the Romani people of Europe. Like, boom, that's it. Like they're just, they're just Romani. Like the, the wagons, (laughs) right? The way they kind of talk about themselves as being outcasts and stuff like not that part, but like the part where they're like, Oh yeah, we haven't you heard? We steal children and like, blah, blah, blah. You're like, it's the Romani people. This is the Romani stereotypes come to life. And this like, Oh yeah. Like how did you just literally copy paste (laughs) all these, all these additional, like, tropes and and literally st- like you said stereotypes of some people uh or, yeah where it's like <clears throat> i don't understand and like that's what I, it like, feels like it's just like these stereotypes are like aha you know what this is blam throw it in there right like what yeah. like and what are you doing apparently the questioners they are the they are they believe the asadai to be witches and um they don't obviously they don't like them, but they believe that they are the true keepers of the light and protecting it. And it's the Asadai who are distorting it or whatever. Yeah, I got that on the third time I saw them. Whenever they're whenever that one weird dude is questioning creepy guy. The oh yeah, creepy dude is questioning uh the people in the Perrin. tent Perrin and what's her face? Yep. Yeah. The main girl. Yeah. Like that- so, What's her name? The main girl, like oh, actually, error, error, error. Uh, hold on. Um. Oh, the cashier. Uh. Oh, uh, Egwin. Egwin. Oh, Egwene. Yeah. No, like, no, it wasn't Egwene. It was. Yeah, it was Egwene. Yeah, yeah. It was Egwene. It was Egwene and Perrin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Egwene, also known as the actual best actress in the whole. She's very good. She's very good, right? You know who's not good? Don't say it. It's Rand. It's Rand. He's terrible. He's really bad. He's very broody and like, but not in a good way because like, parent the parent fellow also quite broody, but like, so him his makes sense because you get just enough of his like little character arc that it makes sense to you, right? Yes, but Rand is just he's ang- he's just. He, yeah, he's he's just an angsty twenty year old. 
yeah, I don't understand. Um, I, I mean, say- you like his angst. It stems from the fact, like his like weird relationship with Egwene, like that drama is like. But like, he's way more like austere than necessary, and he's kind of he's very flat and kind of not good. Like yeah. Egwene's good, Perrin's good, Matt's whatever. Uh, well, I actually think that. Moraine is actually really good, right? I like, really like I really her. like her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and her boy is like what Lan or whatever. Like yeah. he's fine, but like he's supposed to be like Super broody serious. and silent. So yeah. like you know, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's established. It's established very clearly that's his character trait. So you're like, okay, well, and, and I, I forgive they, that. <laughs> I know they wrote different story arcs for the people, and what they were trying to do was basically every episode was trying to keep everybody moving at the same pace across the story arc. It's true, but man, the split the party story arc, the other oh, trope that you oh, fill in, split the, party. the old split the party. And, and honestly, Gah. here's how here's where having a shorter t- runtime would have been better because then they could have spent an entire episode just focusing on the split party. And each one of them getting them moved up, like you know, like well, like Lost used to do. Like they, the, those, how many characters did we go through? And seven thousand, seven thousand. <laughs> and each, you know, there would be arcs where they would go. This episode is just to tell you only about this one character. Yeah, I feel like Egwene and Perrin would have benefited from like a forty-minute episode of them. I, I felt so right. slighted by them because I don't know what her thing is, and Perrin. A wolf, apparently. Where did that yeah. come from? Like, nothing. yeah. And I, was, I could even tell. I could even tell during certain scenes where they were telling him, "You need to kind of, you need to walk kind of lopy." And at first, I was like, "Oh, that's because his his leg is hurt." But then he kept doing it in some scenes, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of they're trying to coach him and like look like a wolf or walk like a wolf right now in the yeah. scenario." But it never nothing nothing paid off except the destruction of the questioners or whatever, I assume. Yeah, well, allegedly. Yeah, wink wink. Yeah. Wink wink. Once yeah. it dying off camera. Quote. Uh, yeah. Air quotes. And that's and another another says, trope. And when someone says you'll never be bothered by these people again, it's like, oh, we're gonna be bothered by them a lot. Spoilers, they're totally not dead. <laughs> <laughs> So I was, oh, and the other thing, other trope, other one, and I will, and then I think we need to get more broad here, but the yes. other thing that really ticked me off is when they tried to play cheap tricks, like we weren't actually watching this. The whole arc of Matt, of like, oh, That was so annoying. The it, irony thing, like, Aaron, Aaron, hey, guess what? He stole a dagger from an evil city that was like cursed, and then he started acting weird. Oh, gee, I, gee, I wonder what I wonder, I wonder why he could be acting. <laughs> but I, and I Crazy. understand in the in the show, like his buddy didn't know that. Nobody yeah, but we did. So stop trying to play me like I don't know what's going on. Like <clears throat> it's the dagger. Don't try. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the dagger. Stop trying. <clears throat> they were to, they were all very clearly warned. Do not touch, touch anything. anything. And so he, and he takes put it in dagger. his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh. Did he, you know, dispatch the family? No. Like, is he is he channeling? No. Like no, obviously he's not. Like cursed. <laughs> because cursed. he had a cursed dagger. Oh my gosh. That was so and you know, everyone was like, oh, could he? Is he not? And then I uh real quick on Matt. <clears throat> he is not returning for season two. And so they found <laughs> that out. 
uh, like on episode when they were filming episode like six or so, or five. <laughs> oh, is that why he just like disappeared? He kind of just disappears <laughs> because in the book, apparently Matt does go with the whole group. He's not left behind, but they uh, could bring him with them because he's, he's not, not coming, coming back. back. So they're trying to find They are going to end up having to Re- recast him, recast him, right. which yeah. really also damages this final thing. And I will say, okay, I, said I mean, it happens when you're doing a television show, a long, pre- I mean, it's just going to happen, right? It's, it's going to happen. Fun. So real quick, I will give you the, 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 the really short synopsis here i listened to the three podcasts their first episode of talking about the first episode of the tv show and then their last episode doing a recap and every single one of their opinions changed about the production of the show between the first one and the last one the first one they were like super excited it's gonna be great yeah you know there's these things but it's gonna be awesome and the last one they're like oh my gosh what did i just watch (laughs) so, so didn't go over well with a large with with a chunk of the fan base either um but anyway that's uh, those are all the problems right of of this kind of thing but I those are the main problems right and yeah. so some of it is like also like spoilers the very end the very last part of the ep- of episode eight when they're at the eye of the world and they're like oh my god what is this myst- mystical place and like i think this is the eye pan to the floor and it's a yin yang what kind of middle school edgelord from 1994 is that nonsense like what what <laughs> bro it's the yin like yeah well, uh, but <laughs> but we were we had we had been teased this because we had like the black fang or whatever or and then there was like yes another I, but now we finally see them both together and we're supposed to go oh, the balance right and then you're like oh balance to the fourth yeah uh, yeah i know right oh, okay God. now we're gonna yes, that's a good segue to the next little section here. Okay. Uh fantasy tropes in general. <sighs> right. And Aaron, I we need your opinion on this now. Just like fantasy tropes in general, kind of broad stroke brushes like that. I think I think as someone who likes fantasy and I want to like more of it, but it's it's like the laziest genre in the history of genres <laughs> man you really are swinging making get all the angry i mean like look <laughs> it, i've read a lot of bad fantasy yeah right and it's kind of like we talked about before with like certain genre tropes like you you just hit the tropes and some people do it well and some people do it badly and like you get somebody like george railroad martin who kind of subverts a lot of them and sort of like makes a character story that's in a fantasy setting, uh-huh. you know, and is not so reliant on the, tra- they're in there. Right. But like not as heavy handed. <clears throat> and I feel like I feel, okay. One of the problems I have with this is that if the wheel of time was written in the first book came out in 1990, all right now the fantasy tropes are pretty well established by 1990 right you know yeah. we've kind of had the 80s weird fantasy of like conan and all that stuff right like we and even in books right we have a pretty established fantasy 
trophy thing, mm-hmm. right? They're pretty well established by 1980. By 2022, they're kind of played out and boring. So, like, I don't, you know, do I want just the same old fantasy tropes delivered to me now in 2022, right? This is where people are going to hate me because they read Wheel of Time in middle school, right? The formative years of teenage and young adulthood, and they love it, right? And they don't want to hear anybody talk bad about it. But if all these tropes are in the book, they're just, they're just, right? They're just, well, they're just fantasy tropes, and you know? That's what this lacks to me. At least, again, we haven't read the books. We're only basing off of what we're... That's true. Here. But I will say the writers and the showrunners of this <clears throat> actually came out into, <laughs> I think, in their, in their, uh, their attempt to quell the fury of Wheel of Time, um, uh, uh not, de- not, uh, uh, what am I talking about here? Um, uh, zealots. Zealots, exactly. <laughs> it's a great word. Um, in order to quell the fury of the Wheel of Time zealots, they actually came out and they said, we perceive our production of this TV series as another turn of the wheel, right? So it's an, yet another twist on this other universe. So the Pretty smart universe is saying set. that, actually. Yeah, see, so they said, they said, we actually view this as this twist. And and that's fine, right? Okay, do with what you can because it's a different medium, you're a different audience, right? They're trying to make it more, you know, broad interest and applicable to more people. Um, but they relied so heavily on the tropes and lack of storytelling that it was, at, I did feel like uh, this is just childish right now. And the number of times, like <clears throat> when the Trollocs are chasing them to the ferry, it's like I saw this in Lord of the Rings, right? When they're going through the haunted, yeah. you know, uh, city it was like uh, this is you know uh, just every single time yeah. i saw this stuff it was like, well now see that's where people are gonna hate on us and be like uh like uppity token fans right blah 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 right you know what i mean I, like I, oh, how I, dare you uh we know that he created the genre but there's other interpretations like yeah i know but like i'm saying like <laughs> but unfortunately you know to copy paste the showrunners and writers of the wheel of time tv adaptation grew up in a world of the adaptations of these other literary pieces and yeah. they are influenced by it. It's not their fault, right? They can't help but be influenced by it, but it shows. And that's the part where you go, okay, right? Like I have seen all of this before and nothing about this is very sure where there's some twists and you're like, Oh, great. Cool. But those, <laughs> right. Those were just story writing. That was story. That wasn't trope usage in this and i did just it was kind of predictable at times and a bit a bit boring yeah aaron thoughts on fantasy genre in general well i can't really say too much because i'm literally playing warhammer right now that's Um, fine that's very like it's like even with like even like with warhammer like the the fantasy version not the the 40k yeah uh, like there's still a lot of things like oh look there's there's dwarves oh they call them dolly like, oh, there's there's orcs and goblins. They call those greenskins. And like, um, although the one thing cool is that like the empire is like 100 percent like Holy Roman Empire. It's like, oh, look at these knights. And then there's block powder. So there's like a lot of that kind of things. And you now you guys are nailing it on the head where there's I mean, it, it, there's not a lot of more room to kind of explore. 
as far as like this fantasy version, um, like I know there's people that are like try to put a new twist on it. Like there's that Netflix series called like the magicians. And it's like, Oh, it's like, what if Harry Potter was like teenage version and like, Oh, there's a little more grungy. And it's like, yeah, like that's neat. But like, I mean, come on. Um, and then there's, um, where was I going with this? Like there's always, there's always something, but yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of played out. But then you get kind of more mixed of things. It's like, oh, it's you know, it's fantasy with like steampunk, and you're like, wow, look at all the crazy stuff. And so it's like, there's there's always going to be something that is always going to try to be um, like polished or sold. Like, oh, look at this new fantasy thing. And of course, there's going to be people like, oh, it has elves and like foaming at the mouth. But like there's only so much that people can do with that unless you take a, a complete overhaul of like what you're watching. And the last person to kind of really do that, just thinking off the top of my head, I mean, are, you know, are, are the big players, you know, um, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, kind of like all that stuff. Um, the one thing that I say that will kind of make like a little bit of fantasy a little bit interesting is when it's like mixed in with like, Oh, maybe this like was kind of cool. And that's kind of like the, the only thing that pops in my head is like the pirates of the Caribbean. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah. and it's like, Whoa, that's like, you know, it brings kind of that fantasy stuff like to life. Like, Whoa, that's Davy Jones. And like, Whoa, that's like all this kind of stuff. So it, it like brings like a different kind of twist to it, but like, it's something that we're more familiar with. And so it's something like we're like more comfortable with, if that yeah. makes sense. And I think so, that's what that's what makes it that's what makes the fantasy genre so difficult is because like you know on the one hand it is very fantastical and there's like so much like unfamiliarity with yeah. the world potentially and like that's why you do get like oh this is kind of like the Roman Empire right because mm-hmm. it has to it, you have to have grounding points somewhere yeah. right I'm not saying like wholesale rip off the Romany people and just drop them into your fantasy world. Uh, but like, that's what, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it's, it, it's tricky because if you go too far, it's very unrelatable. Yeah. Right. And you will have no grounding and you will, your the people consuming it will be like, I don't know what's happening. Right, which is why I I think that my favorite fantasy stories because I used to read a lot of it or I used to be into it right like real big, um, but like it still has to be like really character driven, right? Your characters yeah. need to have like very clear motivations and goals and a purpose and like whatever, and you can do the whole like chosen one whatever but like you still have to make it the character interesting the entire mm-hmm. episode dedicated to the death of two characters that we just met and i have no reason to care for or why this is a big deal oh yeah like like this is like it, it's it's trying to make it character driven but there's no reason behind it right it's like it there's no you mentioned not being grounded to that and these these fantasy is is hard because there's a lot of lingo there's a lot of terms that you have to get people oh yeah cued, cued in on which is why i immediately had to turn on subtitles for this not because mm-hmm. it's in a different language but because i had to follow along and it's hard when when everybody's dark and broody and they're talking corner and it's like this and, it's, <clears throat> and they're saying words like amylin seat and you're like what 
What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, yeah, they just drop Isidai on you out of context. You're like, I don't. And I, again, I understand like in the first episode, like the characters don't know either. Right. So I can kind of give them a little pass on that stuff at the beginning because like they also don't know. So you're kind of learning or it's like, it's a word they've heard, but they don't really know what it means. So like, okay. Or they have their own preconceived notions. Like, uh what the wisdom girl right mm-hmm. um so like sometimes it's okay sometimes i can give it a pass on that when i'm a little bit not all the time sometimes yeah. <laughs> yeah so there there is this process of we're having to learn the world right and we're got to fast track this so there's going to be a lot of again exposition and voiceovers and and dialogue and kind of like the as you know, Bob's, which came up several times in this episode, um, where it was like, the, oh, yeah. especially on the last episode, it was like, the only reason Lan is here is so that she has a reason to tell him this idea, right? You're just like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. And I think that that brings me to my next kind of broad topic, right? If we're moving up this umbrella, sure. is. <clears throat> adaptations from one media to another Uh right if you're thinking about overall in general right because you just said it right there if this was the book moraine could have this whole exposition internally right but because it's not a book we have to give her a vehicle to express these thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. right we have to do that and that's one thing that people were so mad about on the, uh, I was just reading the Amazon reviews and there was one that really stood out to me. It was like, uh, step one, read book. Step two, make movie exactly like book. Step three, make money. That's what it said. Right. And this is a very ignorant take on how the media mediums work. Yeah. Right, they function differently. So uh, I just kind of want your thoughts on book versus movie. Are you a person that gets like really upset? Um, like, do you care? Like, what are your thoughts on that in general? And then we can talk about like, like why they're different, and you have to do it differently. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll go, I'll go here. I uh, my first exposure <laughs> to this just at a personal level was with Harry Potter, right? And going, I read all the books, was voracious with them, and then I watched the, all the movies that came out. And I very, I was very quickly able to set aside and go, this is movie, this is book. And I understood that there are limitations there. And I know that's the second half of this question, but I, I am not bothered when a movie or a TV show differs from a book or a manga differs from the anime um, or whatever that translation looks like because of the limitations. Unless it's The Hobbit. Unless it's the Hobbit, and it makes okay. me so angry. Yeah, there you go. So okay, so you, did, you didn't have to, right? You didn't have to. <laughs> anyway, do back on track. Why here. the war? You didn't <laughs> anyway. So it's, okay, hold on. Let me drink tea. Um, no, but it's <laughs> it does. Like, yeah. I, I think I I don't have an issue with with them. I can I can enjoy one adaptation over you know one medium versus another medium because of the qualities that each of them bring to the story that I'm getting out of them. Right. Aaron, what do you think? Colin made me read the first two books of the Harry Potter uh, when the movies came out, because he's like, I'm not explaining anything to you. And I'm like, 
but I don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, I was trying to think of an example because like there's, there hasn't been like a movie. The only thing that's really like true, like really got my goat, so to speak is like the game of Thrones, like, which is like season one and season two. I mean, cause that, that, that goes into a whole nother things. Like, should this be a movie or should this be like a TV show? Um, like from like from the book because and that's kind of what George R. R. Martin wanted. But he's like, look, I want this thing on T. Like, I want this to like be a thing, but it's not going to be like a single movie because it's not going to make sense. And when when like season one and two and book one and two like were very like on par with each other, and then all of a sudden it just goes split, and there's like. "Mm." Okay, I have a kind of a problem with that, but it also made it a little bit interesting because it's like, or are they going to co- like converge back? Like, what are they doing? So, like, I, I even like when I watched the Harry Potter, like when I read Harry Potter, like the other ones, because I fell in love with them. Yes, thank you, Colin. And then like watched the movies, like I wasn't really like disconnected because I was like, this is still like really cool to see like what I fell in love with like on the screen. But then I know like there's a lot of those adaptations like what is it like Aragorn or whatever oh, like yeah. the the thing and then it's like and it was like a box office bomb because everyone like hated it <laughs> and so like watching things like that where it's like I wonder if like people are gonna like try to jump on that series again later on when like you know CGI is better and like all this kind of like when they have more of a budget and yeah. so I I'm trying to think of a time where it's like I read the book and I was just so infuriated with like what had transpired of like on the thing. And I, um, I, I can't think of one off the time. I'm looking at my bookshelf and I'm like, is there, is there anything over there that just like I read and I was like, this is not the TV show. And so, yeah. um, that, that's kind of what made game of Thrones interesting. Cause it's like, Oh, this is different. But it's still infuriating, and so I'm just waiting for him to finish the Well, yeah, um, no, he's got two more. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the other problem with the show is right. They were building towards an ending that hadn't been written yet, and so they had to make their own end. Yeah, because uh-huh. Martin hasn't got his done. You know, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why because they they started having to build towards yeah. something different. They had to write their own version of the end right <clears throat> which again made people mad because they were like well it's different than the book right and i think that is something that like i i don't really understand it either right i don't understand why you like again this a part of the reason is something we've talked about before is like it goes back to like identity right like like i said earlier you read this book when you were 14 right it's an integral part of your life right your identity is you are a wheel of time fan. So now when you watch something that is not exactly like the fond butterfly memories that you have of this book, like it, it makes you upset. You know what I mean? But like you can't, there's a myriad of reasons why a a television series and a book cannot be the same. Right. Like just the boy, the button, the obvious one is internal character dialogue. Oh my God. Right. You can't, you can't do that. Right. You can't, but you can do other things, right? You have to convey these differently. You have to change things because it just doesn't work on screen the same way it does on the page and vice versa, right? You can have like really epic 
like movie cinematic shots, but you, it's really hard to like get that across in a book sometimes, <clears throat> you know, and, and the two things do need to be divorced. Right. And if, if they're similar, right. Like, I think that's enough, you know, I could, you know, I could see where you might be a little upset about like, okay, well, the, the costuming is weird, right? The lighting is weird. I get, but the, you're judging the movie slash show and not the connectedness of the book. <clears throat> right. Until to get, there's a lots of other like really nuanced reasons people are upset that I don't understand because I didn't read the book. They're like, this character is totally different. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't how like they're just like shouty and I don't know why <laughs> like yeah. they there's a lot of talk we're not going to touch this probably but like there's a lot of talk about like oh the cat like why is you know like they don't match right like the cast is too diverse like okay that's a weird take but all right whatever like it doesn't it's a fantasy world so it doesn't matter like like <laughs> no. Which was, I, I will say, that was a departure. It was very interesting, right? Again, thinking back to the more t- uh, traditional tropes of like the races of pe- of of people and creatures, and of you know, you have elves. All elves look the same. People, all people, basically look the same. All dwarves look the same. Very much not the case here, right? Of like, yeah. Which which made it which again which I could see from somebody going well they're supposed to be all from the same mountain village why do they all look different right okay at the same time, now like that is that is fair like if you're taking like a one hundred percent like anthropological standpoint <laughs> right yeah like exactly that makes sense I guess but like it's established that this mountain town like these many of the people our main characters are not from there originally anyway right so like it would stand to reason that there are other people that are not from there and it's not like they are at least established in this universe it's not established that they're like super weird for being there right it's not established that like they feel like outsiders exactly it's just sort of like it is what it is exactly yeah so it's not it's not expected in universe for it to be like a homogenous community. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, I guess if you're thinking about like isolated Amazon villages, right? Like, yes, everybody is going to be of the same ethnicity, but like, but Hey, but you ready? You ready for this? Ready for this fantasy? <laughs> yeah. Like number one <laughs> fantasy. Number two, it's 2022 and there are very few places. <laughs> that function under these rules uh anymore you know what i mean so like i don't care uh, other people have very strong feelings about this and i'm not gonna you know whatever but like yeah but uh, that was another thing people were mad about like the the, this character doesn't match the character in the book like okay well from a television standpoint like if you're thinking about like Egwene right like she's actually a pretty good actress so like can we keep her please because she's like really holding this thing down like we need to not, <laughs> we need to not get rid of her we need to keep her around you know what well, I mean and, and again, <laughs> going, going okay like what's the point of this like we want we want good actors who get the material who fit basic you know criteria and then just go from there, right? And if they're good, they're good. And that's all we need to be focusing on here. But yeah, for people to come out and be like, meh, the fictional character doesn't look like the other fictional character. Like, ha. Ah. Like, yeah, that's on. a little bit weird, right? If you want to talk about how Rand is kind of a flat 
actor and you don't feel like his character is being portrayed correctly. Okay, I might be able to give you that one, but like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like the Rand in my head. Like, sorry, it's never going to. So, <laughs> like, well, and that, so yeah, that becomes, that becomes one one danger of of cross media uh, productions like this. Of you do lose some of that internal dialogue of how people's voices sound or how people's things sound. But again. You have to set that aside. Yeah, you made that up yourself. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like you can't expect, you can't bring those expectations into this. And so that's one of these things of going, okay, I, and, and I know like, uh, Roger Ebert used to talk about this. I think uh, where he would go like, what is this movie trying to be? Right. Like I, I need to view this by itself and go, is this successful in what attempting to be and to do? I would argue that this is not successful, but I would also argue that, that it's like halfway there, halfway right? There. Like, like, well, like it is, yeah. and it's. <laughs> I do that. I do that all the time. It makes me so angry, so angry. Um, but going like it succeeds in some things, and obviously in, in in not others. But it's it's trying to find its identity in in through these characters and this story, and it just for some reason. Whether that was COVID, whether that was uh, you know budgetary constraints, whether that was misguided um, showrunners or whatever, like not pinning it on any one individual here because this is kind of a it's a collective effort. To do oh yeah, it's things. yeah definitely. But recognizing like there is like for what it's trying to do with characters, like it's it's kind of there, right? For what it's in, it's setting out to do, feeding into all the tropes, feeding into all the expectations and whatever and not it's not they they explicitly said we are not sticking to just the book for our material we're bringing in other stuff so okay like mission accomplished so existing on it by itself isolated from everything else it it's not terrible no and it's not exactly it's not like it's trying to like accomplish something very small in scope either right exactly like we're trying to cover a gigantic thing and it will take time and i imagine like you know things might change as you go forward right they might change a little bit of stuff up here and there so like you know who knows like what it'll be and again it if it can tell an interesting story by itself right like yeah there you go if in i don't remember what i said this about before but like I know I have said before, like, oh, oh, no, more people are going to get to see the thing that I like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's not the thing that I like. I like yeah, but like, book. there's more of it. Like, you get to see and oh, have the Wars. thing. Right. Yeah, I think it was Star Wars when I talked about this. Like, yes, the thing that you like is now reaching a wider audience who might also then like the same thing that you like, you know, it's not bad, right? That's not so bad. Like it's all right. So, I mean, it was good enough that I'll probably watch season two, right? Just because like, I want to know some things, right? Like interested slightly in, it's like just interesting enough 
that I'll probably watch it again later. I don't know when I'll get around to it, right? I'll probably forget that it comes out again, right? I'll miss it and be late like I am this time. But like... <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, there are there are arcs that I want to know about. Obviously, Perrin is a big one for me. Like, I'm going, what, what's the payoff for this? Like, is he going to become Lord of the Wolves? Like, what is going on here? Like, I'm so confused. By yes. This. And it doesn't help that the that moraine apparently again this is one of those things where you don't know about the different colors of, of the uh, um of the different women in their the little sect that they are oh in. yeah like the red the yellow and the green and the white the blue like it doesn't help that moraine who is guiding the story is also apparently from the war from the group who are like secret keepers <laughs> yeah so, so she is not the one to be giving us a lot of exposition or explanation and it's infuriating because i'm like you're the one person who knows but every time someone says something and they ask you a question you're just like well anyway drink this and we need to keep moving rest up yeah like really intentionally vague <laughs> yeah you're just like right oh my gosh <sighs> oh that was another thing which but I again thought. that kind of makes sense too because like she's telling your main characters that and so, like, they also don't know, right? It's not like you're the you, the audience, are the only person left in the dark, right? Yeah. Like, the other main characters are kind of too. So, like, you it's have to make assumptions along with them. So that kind of pulls you in a little bit. True. It's just hard to do again with the specific medium that we're dealing with here. Oh yeah, and, and the fan, and the tropes that we're working around, right? It's it's hard to to stick with this a lot when you just when you keep getting vague or non-answers at all and it's again it's, it's it's hard to find yourself being grounded in this where it's like well i could really use an explanation for this right now again this is one of the things of like i wouldn't have asked had the character not asked but since you asked yeah i'd kind of like to know yeah can you give me something <laughs> and right like, and that's again that nothing. goes to keeping you invested in the long term right like you got to give me something something yeah right like there are a lot of shows that have been on television right where they're like I'm thinking specifically of like, there was a show called hell on wheels. Right. And it was about like, uh, the old West, like building the transcontinental railroad, you know? And so it's like in the middle of like the West and all this. And like, like, you know, that show, like it was really good and it was really well written and there was lots of really interesting characters, but like nothing good ever happened. Yeah. And so like, Oh, you, the, audience is like why should i keep what there's no payoff for anything right like nothing there's no like reward there's no like story or it can be a small story arc right give me some kind of payoff no i, right? I need that, a payoff somewhere i was to that point whenever they met the uh, way of the leave people whatever their name were where i was just like if <clears throat> these people backstab them i'm turning this off and never watching this again because at, to that point Every new people we had been introduced to, like Dana or whoever she was in that little town, like, and then every, oh yeah, bartender lady. Yeah, every people new person we had been introduced to was like, these people are dangerous and they will backstab you. And every new people, uh, oh, uh, the questioners, and then Dana, and then some other people, and then like the red um, Odyssey, like <clears throat> whatever. I like yeah, all these people. You're just like, oh my gosh, nobody is good in this. And there's there's not. It's not just that there's no payoff. It's like there's no positive thing that's happening here. And I, I was, I was seriously going, 
the moment this goes south, I'm turning this off. I'm not watching this again. And it didn't. It was nice. But I did have that moment of like, don't do this to me. Don't. <laughs> yeah. It puts you in this like mental state of like, I don't want to watch this because like nothing good is happening. <laughs> right. Like uh-huh. there's no wins for your team. You're supposed to be rooting for these people. And when they're constantly like losing. Right. Like yeah. you don't like it, you have no you have no reason to watch. Right. Like there's, there's a very simple formula here. Like, and I don't care what it is. This formula works, right? Bad guy does bad thing. Okay. Uh And then eventually bad guy gets his comeuppance for doing bad thing. Boom. That's it. Right. You can work that in small, small scale, large scale. <clears throat> whatever you want if your story is about like heroes and like overcoming obstacles like you have to have that in there somewhere you can't just leave it out <laughs> you can't just be like bad guy does bad thing yeah. bad yeah. guy does another bad thing right like you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're, live, you're making me like lose faith in the hero and like not want to root for them and not want to watch them anymore because all they're doing is struggling all the time it's not very yeah. All, interesting all rand is doing is complaining and brooding and causing fights with people for no reason stop it rand yeah like all that stuff right like it's just like why what's the point why are we doing this <laughs> so which again is is going this gets back to the storytelling and i think fundamentally for me it's the what didn't work for me in this fantasy world was um really like the staging and the lighting but my biggest complaint of and then the the story writing was just and character development was not there for me to make this like smash out of the part like really really investable in any characters i finished the episode i finished the entire i watched eight hours of this and i let ended going you know i, I actually don't care about any of the um any of the characters and i thought that was a big waste for me yeah it's a weird note to end on and I think some things that I think some of the major reasons for that again are like you need to have story arc payoffs within the episode. Mm. Right? You need to have something in instead of thinking about like instead of thinking about this as an eight hour movie that you've chopped up into eight pieces, right? You really need to do think about it as eight episodic events. Whereas like there's some sort of build in each little episode. Okay. Something so- that makes it something that's paid off, something that's happening, something that like makes you want to keep watching it. Not ending on a cliffhanger. That's cheap and lazy. Right? Like moving the story. You know? Yeah, which is which is hard. Hard. But it's not hard. It's 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 what were the expectations for this? And you can very easily t- see they want, if they could have, they would have shot an eight hour movie, right? Is what this yeah. is. What is the way this is paced is an eight hour movie that's released in one hour chunks. And it just doesn't work. For me. It doesn't. No, it doesn't work at all because then you still, you're still missing beats, right? You're still missing your little diagram thing, yeah. right? Like, because this is only season one of question mark. If you do it that way, you're only getting like the first act in eight hours. <laughs> well, it's not 
very helpful, right? Like I <laughs> No. I basically just did like one season of exposition. Like that's you know, like it's not great tempo. <laughs> no. So Aaron, so Aaron Aaron, when you I wanted to get your thoughts real quick on when you're watching fantasies and stuff like what 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 helps draw you in because uh, you know, we, we've talked about what pushed put us out of this particular um uh tv show but when you're wow. like what what helps draw you into a, a fantasy i think a lot of it does go back to that kind of relatability with a lot of it of just kind of like oh like I, I can understand that because like oh it's referring to this you know the one thing that I really like with Warhammer it, like fantasy or otherwise it's like oh you know it's it's not just about like this certain amount of thing it like there there's more to it it's, it like and what I'm trying to say is like the world building of it like if I can submerge myself and have to like do research like on the world to get a better understanding. Like I think that's kind of cool because a lot of people are like, oh, here's a here's a here's a place and uh, there's a thing and just like, well, like I gotta understand like the world and that's kind of why it was so fascinating to although I like barely read Lord of the Rings the fact that there was like so much in depth to it and you know the the best example that's like kind of like a double edged sword is things like Dune where like yes you can read the book. And you can watch the movie, but there's like a whole other world like outside of it that like you need to understand or you're not going to like have a clue what's going on. And so like the fact that like that what draws me in is that like if there's like a whole world and it's not just like a, uh, you know, here's a uh, here's a mountain and there's people that live in the mountain and like they're they're cave mountain people. And you're like, oh, what? So what's about them? And you're like, oh, there's they live in the mountain. And it's not doesn't like truly like give heart to like the rest of the world and it just like only focuses like on the people and it's like here's the people you need to care about okay like what am i supposed to do with that and so what what truly draws me in into the world and especially with with warhammer is that there's just so much to it and like i mean you you could research for hours and still not even like scratch the surface and so if if someone like has put the time and like created like a really good like backstory to everything, that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I could I could kind of get behind this a little bit more. So that's what those are the things that draws me into it, is that it has to have like more things to it besides like, oh, here's a the planet and it's got, you know, elves on it. Like, all right, sweet story, bro. Like what am I supposed to do with that? So that that's how I feel on it. Like, there's got to be more to it. I think it's a good point. Like, there has to be rules. Yeah. Right. Like, ha- the clear rules about how this world functions. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, what you have in there. Like, you can have magic. You can have all this stuff. But how does it work? <clears throat> and then make it work that way all the time. <laughs> yeah. Consistently. Well, and this did a really bad job with that. In several cases were like, like, okay, the end. The the one rule about the blight is that you don't touch it and you don't linger. And then cut to next scene. Okay, we're just going to lay down and take a nap in the middle of the blight. Go ahead and lay down on the ground. That's fine. We're good here. And you're like, what? The one, you just broke your one I mean, rule. she did say, like, 
we can only stay here for like 20 minutes. But what? like she <laughs> we're getting hand wavy stuff, so it's just like, uh, it's because like, she was like, Don't touch anything. Blah. And then she was like, But anyway, you can lay down over here and uh breathe deeply and get a good night's rest. And you're like, Oh my god. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah, so, that's oh, true. My one well, lesson, so, my one lesson from the Wheel of Time, season one, you need rest. <laughs> true. Oh gosh. The number of times that was spoken. Or like use as a deflection to go and do something else. It's like you look tired. <laughs> go lay down. <laughs> like, oh my god! Stop it! <laughs> Just stop. She needs rest. You need rest. We need rest. Rest while you can. Rest while you can. I'm like, I get it. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think another another kind of look at this is kind of the uh, I always revert somehow back to the Dark Crystal because there's the you know the Jim Henson movie as one does obviously yeah and but. Uh, what was it like last year? They came out with like a new, like a a, a Netflix series. Oh right, that like because when I, when I watched it the first time, I was like mm, the big crab thing. Oh, it's crazy! But then like when I watched the 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 series, I'm like, oh, like it. They they kind of took a step back and they're like, okay, we need to explain this like way better. So let's just do like a whole new thing on it. And so when I watched it, like I kind of submerged myself into it more. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. It's not just a bunch of weird children dressed up as elves and having, there's a rock. It was like a whole like different kind of universe. Cause it, it built it up more. And so when I watched that and understood it, I was kind of more involved. I'm like, Oh, this is why, you know, our mom liked reading this, or this is why we named our dog after this kind of stuff. Yeah. Grant, when I watched it, I was the first time I was super little and terrified. But now as I'm older, I'm like, oh, this makes more sense now. But still terrifying. Just, <laughs> but still terrifying. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that is kind of why the um like chosen reluctant hero is such a thing in fantasy genres is because like the 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 plot has to explain the rules to them and the world building to them and so vicariously you get it as well right like it's like it's why it's such a thing it's not always nah. right because like it's you know it doesn't always work that way yeah uh like one of the things that I liked to read when I was in middle school was those like Dragonlance books. Yeah. Right? And, and those are really weird because like, <clears throat> well, they're kind of like the old star Wars books too, right? Like they were all set in the same universe, but like dozens of different people wrote stories that took place in the same universe. Yeah. That contributed to the overall. <clears throat> so like, of that. yeah, <clears throat> like world building by committee, which is an, a plan to right like but you like ne didn't necessarily even have to know everything about the world but you could just get little chunks just because it was taking place in that world and it didn't really matter if you knew about like the cataclysm or like the three moons or whatever like they didn't really matter in every story but some stories they did and so like <laughs> <laughs> they would just kind of like give you enough information and then like just go on about their business like <clears throat> so i think that's another thing like when 
because like you said in this this series like the first couple episodes are so exposition just like dumpy that it's hard to not do that when you're like jumping into a place that is as dense as this universe is i mean it's got 14 books about it for crying out loud that's a dense world so there are lots of rules and weirdness that like have to be explained but like you spread out a little bit maybe like i don't know (laughs) right like only when it's like necessary (laughs) it's hard so it's a hard pacing thing like do i do it all now uh will the audience even remember it later like do i and again that's a hard thing about a movie right because in a book you can just like throw it in as like narration or whatever you know uh but in a movie you can't do that unless you have a narrator and that's always like mega cheesy so like no <laughs> what always always <laughs> except for the grinch obviously that's acceptable so is that did we hit did we hit everything that you were wanting to for that i think so i think that's the majority of it anything closing and you know do you have any closing remarks um i mean not really i think i'm kind of done right like in in overall it's like like you said before it's like not bad but it's like not great either so i feel like just you know it's just like fine you know it's like okay and i know that's probably what upsets people too is like they love this thing that just turned out like okay right but it is a hard undertaking to do right it's like not uh definitely not a small task to undertake this like gargantuan universe and try to tell this story that takes place within it so uh you know it's going to have growing pains obviously like already if matt's not coming back I'm assuming that Matt is very integral to the story because there are five major players in the story and he's one of them. Well, so well, if he's not yeah. around, like <laughs> no, that was the thing. I'm like, they kind of have to have a Matt because they spent this entire series going. It's not just one. It's all five. Like all yeah. five, all five now are important. I guess, I guess I could just be like, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, but he died. So like, oh darn <laughs> yeah i mean recasting is I mean, he's been gone for like two three episodes and then they recast it's, it's whatever like mm-hmm. that's you know <clears throat> that's just something that has to happen sometimes so that'll be all right but like again they had to deviate away from the book to accommodate this like real life thing yeah so like again, you know they, they, these are the these are the constraints that you do when you're working with other stuff with with people and with the timelines and budgets that they have and that's just that's just part of it right and and people don't people unfortunately don't see that they don't understand those constraints <clears throat> which gets back to the whole medium question so yeah i totally i'm look i it, i'm interested to see what they correct what they don't correct for season 2 because it is already under production and renewed so um, I, I am quite curious to see what change about. Yeah. Do you know how many seasons are supposed to be? Uh, no. Let me do. Let me, how many? Let me. This is the uh, googling podcast.
I don't know if they've said if they said like how many they're how many they're writing for. Yeah. Oh, eight. Eight seasons. Okay, eight. there you go. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so they they have some sort of plan, right? So at least hopefully they can figure out how to. Well, and, yeah, and this is the other thing is that apparently they are jumping around quite a bit with the books. So spoilers: the first episode of season two is titled <laughs> "A Taste of Solitude," which is wow. a title from the sixth book in the series. Ah, uh, see, again, I don't know about how the books are paced and how it works. So, yeah, like, and like where this ties in, or what stories they're tying in, or you know what happens. It's just so again. Or what, how they're going to sequence these kind of things. And so you just. You know. Oh. What? I, <clears throat> I think part of the problem here is that. <clears throat> as is often the case in things like this, too, I just discovered that, like, not every episode was written or directed by the same person. No. Well, one of the showrunners, I think actually died um, in the making of these things as well. So no, there's like, there's like four different directors. Yes. Yeah. Someone passed away who was either a showrunner or a director, someone like that who was playing a major role. One of them also passed away, but yes, it was also being passed around. And I feel like, I mean, probably because it's a team, right? Like that makes sense. Right. But they're also trying to, (laughs) I I know studios do this where they go, I don't know which one of you. And then they can go, okay, you director made this one. We like what you did with the material. So we're going to give you more or whatever. Like it can also be sometimes where they do that. Cause I know they did that with the, um, uh, Oh, I just said it with the, um, Oh, my brain is really running low on gas tonight. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Star Trek, right? Star oh, Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then they were like, ooh, we really did like what J.J. Abrams did, so we're going to hand it back to him kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, it's just weirder when it's, like, in a thing. So I don't know how common or uncommon that is uh, in these situations, but it does just sort of feel like, you know, that could be part of the continuity stuff but like you know it's it's ambitious it's a lot of work not begrudging the people that made it or anything right and again i have no horse in this race like i don't really care about wheel of time all that much and i feel like their job should mostly be to make me because i'm unfamiliar with it right so just to continue to try to make something interesting to where i do want to keep watching it because like i said like I had those times like, well, I need to finish it, but like, I guess. Like, if it does, <laughs> that was my attitude after some of the episodes. Like, ah, I'll watch one tomorrow. Like, I'm not <laughs> dealing with it tomorrow today because it's like, blah. <clears throat> and again, that's kind of the mood, the tone of everybody. Again, I understand catastrophic situation, I'm going to be sad, but like, give me something, man. Come on, give me. <laughs> Give me something. Give me some kind of payoff. Uh, even if it's little, right? Give me a little win here and there to help me along. So, yeah, that's kind of it. Like, it's just, it's fine. But I, I do feel like it probably could be better. 
but like could also have been a lot worse. So I don't. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. So, uh, yeah. Review. It's fine. It could be better. Could be worse. Glowing review. Yeah. Okay. It's just well, kind of okay. You can write <laughs> the angry letters to one two three USA Street. Yeah. Um, yeah. Town. Address him, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> That's a, if I've offended your childhood, sorry. Um. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, very good. Well, we. Uh, I like it. Three, All right. Two. Again. Yeah. Part two at some undetermined time in the future if we remember <laughs> if we remember very importantly here if we yeah <laughs> if we remember perfect well very good uh love you guys <laughs> love you too love you too bye <laughs> bye, bye.